If you were single and had no kids, what would you do differently? Hmm, I've never thought about this question. OK, here are 999 things I've imagined a million times in the years of nappies and sleepless nights. Like many hypothetical questions, this one requires me to hold two opposing, contradictory but true ideas in my head at once. Knowing that I'd be devastated if I was suddenly single and childless, yet also imagining that reality had never existed and therefore feeling free and agile. Above all else, if I somehow woke up in a different reality, I would marvel at how much time and money I suddenly had. In other words, I have become a boring old man moaning that youth is wasted on the young or advising expectant parents to get some sleep. I would spend most of my time either away on adventures or working in my shed. I could do that quite happily from dawn till dusk, seven days a week. I'd get excited just imagining how much I would suddenly be able to get done, as well as all the adventures I could go on. I would be driven to use that extra time and treasure it, far more than I ever did back in the days when I took the commodity for granted. I used to assume that time would last forever. Nowadays, I feel as though I will never have enough again. The wisest book I have read on this subject, by the way, is A Squash and a Squeeze by Julia Donaldson, and I have read that book a lot of times. This question led me on to a detour of thinking about what I could have done differently in my life and how I could have used my time better. Perhaps such musings are futile at best, harmful at worst. They certainly can't change anything in my past, but it is never too late to start filling your days closer to the brim. The removal of ties and commitments would free me to dare to be more audacious. Those who are bold enough to make big changes to their direction often report that the consequences were not nearly so binding as they feared beforehand. Often you don't know if the mistakes you make along the way are actually mistakes or just forks in the road. Hindsight might reveal them to be lessons or blessings in disguise. I would explore more directions and take more risks. Creative risks, adventurous risks, financial risks. Don't be cavalier with your money, but do spend it generously on activities that are educational, creative, purposeful, philanthropic or adventurous. You can always make more money, but you cannot always get more freedom and you can never make more time. As well as becoming really bold, I would be in even more of a hurry than usual. I've always been in a hurry. It worked very well before becoming a parent, but has been something of a nightmare to unlearn in worlds where life runs more smoothly with extended timeframes and lower ambitions. What would a tree do if it magically swapped its roots for legs? I reckon the first thing for Madame Oak would be to have a look around and get a different perspective from the one it has always had. Before you have roots, chase your enthusiasms and your curiosities wherever they lead. What else would I advise? Don't dream, go out to explore and discover. Go on a journey. Travel while you can with whatever money you can spare. 
live cheap and rough and revel in the simplicity and emancipation of that. Go places you have never been. Meet people who look at the world differently. Learn from them. Dive deeply into niches that interest you, whatever they may be. Hone your talents. Follow your curiosity resolutely until it blooms into a passion. Who knows, you might even be able to make it your job one day. I can also answer this chapter's question with some specific examples. I would spend a year or two living in America, basing myself for a month or so in different towns and blasting around doing micro-adventures in the astonishing variety of wild places there. Or perhaps I would load up a camper van with bikes and boats and books, then drive around the deep south, eating in tiny diners, chatting and taking photographs. Or I might just set off on my bike again and keep going. Then I would spend a month in San Francisco and a month in New York City, cycling between the two, to write a micro-adventures USA book. I love America. Diners, blue highways and so much empty space. I could fill page after page with lists of all the global journeys I dream of taking one day. Yet most of my travels in the past decade have been closer to home. And as I contemplate this hypothetical sudden freedom, I think also about a circumnavigation of Britain, the Monroes, the Scottish Islands, all the Bothies. There is a completist, train-spotter-type urge within me when I contemplate endless time and no ties. But the nomadic idea of these adventures doesn't thrill me quite as much as it used to. My impulses have softened with time and plenty of miles on the clock. For example... At 24, I'd have chosen to go on a colossal, cheap, roaming, hard, inquisitive global bicycle journey. I would recommend that to anyone. At 34, I was desperate to go on an expedition to the South Pole, make my mark professionally, push my physical limits with something to be proud of and impress others. Perhaps that's not what I'd encourage a single 34-year-old to do today, but it is what fired me at that age. At 44, what appeals to me now is a community, friends who lend me books, talk about events beyond our horizon and go for runs before breakfast. I dream of collaborative, creative projects, taking photographs, a local hill to sleep on, a nearby river or ocean to swim in, a busy local cafe and acres of time to appreciate these things. Every couple of months, I'd saddle up and go on a long, slow journey for a while. Then, every year or two, I'd swap my lovely village for a different landscape and enjoy exploring from the beginning all over again. Right now, I'd like to live in a village or small town in the hills or on the coast, turn off my computer, delete my emails and social media, and live a life filled with friends, outdoor exercise, books to read, and time to be creative. That is what I dream of. What I've found most interesting about pondering this question, and somewhat unsettling, is that what I would choose to do if I was single is entirely compatible to doing with a family. Food for thought. Quick question. What is your favourite way to spend time? There is so much that I love to do watching sport in a pub with friends, arriving somewhere I've never been before, 
sitting in a cafe in a town where nobody knows my name, with a notepad and a good book. Editing a book I've nearly finished writing, filming an adventure, cycling downhill, running uphill, watching the sunrise, swimming in rivers and waterfalls and oceans, eating spicy food, opening a cold beer on a warm evening with friends, buying a map, waking up outdoors, cooking on a fire, laughing around the kitchen table.